Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, brought to you by the last man standing with loserpool.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on today's preview show, we're going to be looking ahead to Arsenal versus Newcastle United at the Emirates Stadium on Sunday. Thank God football is back. The Premier League is back. And I know there were some games last weekend, but it feels like Arsenal haven't played for an absolute age. So really pleased to be getting myself back down to the Emirates uh, this weekend. Now, joining me on the show is uh, football writer and Newcastle United fan, Harry DeCosimo. Welcome, mate. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Harry. Thanks very much for having me back on. Pleasure is all ours, my friend. Pleasure is all ours. And we're hoping that you can provide some insight into what Arsenal are going to face at the weekend. Now, of course, Newcastle United have had a better season than most people probably imagined they would when Steve Bruce got the job. Now, I know it was never personal and it was never like, you know, we can't stand this guy. We don't want him anywhere near our club. But there was quite a bit of discontent when Steve Bruce was appointed, wasn't there? Has he sort of put that right now? Has he put that to bed? Yes and no. I mean, the results are the results are good, but that's as as strange as it sounds. That's as far as it goes. If you watch Newcastle this season and you look at the stats, in, in every other aspect other than points on the board, um, it's been a very, very, very dangerously bad season. Um, you know, a lot of games have, have, have just swung Newcastle's way, and of course, Bruce deserves a lot of credit for that. Uh, and te- the team spirit's obviously there, and his man management's been very good, but tactically. In, in, in his game management, um, the, there are still issues there. And I think that these things, you know, from the outside, it's very difficult to understand that because you just look at the table, you just look at the results. You'll see Newcastle are on, uh, unbeaten in eight games since they lost 3-0 at home to Leicester. But it's possibly the worst unbeaten run I've ever seen in terms of uh, draws and, and wins in the FA Cup against League One teams, a draw against uh, home to the bottom team in the Premier League, the luckiest 2-2 draw at Everton that you'll ever see in your life. Um, 91 minutes, it, Newcastle were all over the place. 93 minutes, they, they somehow pulled themselves back into the game, which is, as I say, the spirit's there. You need a lot. It can't just be luck. You need a lot to go for you and, and in terms of attitude and, and the basics, which Newcastle have an abundance and Bruce deserves credit for that. But in terms of the tactical side and, and, and the game management side, there's been a lot of dross this season. It's very, very, very tough season to watch for Newcastle fans. And um, fears over relegation are still lingering just because of that, because there's an expectation and there has been all season that this look has to run out at some point. Just from a, an outsider's perspective, obviously I'm not a Newcastle United fan. And like you said, you know, it is easy to make judgments based on just the table. And and I always have this debate with with sort of non-Arsenal fans. And, you know, we were having a debate on 90 Min the other day where the guys were saying to me, you know, why are you so optimistic about what Mikel Arteta brings to the table when actually the results haven't been that good? But it comes down to what you said. It's about watching it a little bit more closely. And obviously, when you watch a team week in, week out, you're obviously far better qualified to discuss that. Now, do you, is there an element of frustration as a Newcastle fan? Because, of course, it feels like from someone watching from the outside in, and I know some of them have been loan deals, but it feels like Mike Ashley has backed Steve Bruce more than he backed Rafa Benitez. Is that because he recognises now that he has, a, a, I guess, a worse manager, a poorer manager than he previously had, and he's felt the need to? Well, just to go back to what you were saying before, I, I asked that question about Bruce and, and you were speaking about Arteta. I think that... the that... There is polar opposites between the two of them. Is, am I right in saying that Arteta has only won three 
game so far as Arsenal manager. But if you watch them from the outside, you watch Arsenal and you think there's definitely progress from when um, Unai Emery was in charge. Bruce is exactly the same in the opposite in the opposite direction. That the results are there, but the but the progress and the and the long term belief in that system or whatever he's doing just isn't there because everything feels so ad hoc, if you like. Everything feels just like it's just put together. You know, we'll 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 get through this ninety minutes and go from there. And it seems to be that's the constant way of thinking. But that's the constant way of thinking that Newcastle have as a club anyway. They just they there's there's very little planning. Um, you know, so in terms of money, going back to what you were saying, you know, um, Joe Linton and Alan St. Maximum de- deals were set up before Bruce got in. They just needed somebody. The reason why they was they were so delayed was just because they needed somebody in charge to just, uh, you know, uh, as the manager to accept that those deals were going to go through. Bruce had nothing to do with bringing either of those two in. In January, okay. I think that for all intents and purposes, it was a it was a good window. It could have been great. You can't ignore the fact that Newcastle have only got one fit striker and that one fit striker has only scored one goal this uh, season in the league and if you don't add another striker it can't be it it can't be a great window but Danny Rose Nabil Bentaleb and um off the top uh, uh, Valentino Lazaro are very good players so in terms of backing the manager he's got a good squad at his disposal there is an element of when Benitez was here uh, and Benitez said it himself in his first season in the Premier League when they finished tenth. It's the worst thing that could have happened because Ashley now believes that that that, that there's progress being made when it's a bit deceptive. And I think with Benitez there was definitely a feeling that he didn't have to back him as much because Benitez had an ability to get more out of less. And Bruce just I don't think has that uh, in his locker. Yeah, some great points, Harry. And and uh, moving on to to Sunday's game, of course. You know, like you said, Arsenal haven't won a great deal of games, just three under Mikel Arteta so far. But the progress is there. Arsenal are playing better. The, the problem, I guess, from an Arsenal perspective is that we're not sustaining those performances throughout the 90 minutes. And we're not even close to performing like that for half a game. So that's where we're, we're dropping off. We're allowing teams opportunities to get back into games. It's been a real, real problem and a little bit disheartening, to be fair. Um, but we're being patient because we we see there is some progress. We understand that this is a huge, huge job uh, and that Mikel Arteta is learning all the time. But from a Newcastle perspective, coming into the game on Sunday, how do you expect them to set up? Do you expect it to be a defensive approach with a, a view to hitting Arsenal on the counter-attack? Or, or do you think Newcastle may be a little bit more expansive than they've been in previous seasons? No, I, I think it will be very much sit deep. Um, and go from there because Arsenal play play with the ball so much. Obviously, they're famous for it, and and they'll come out and they'll leave spaces in behind. There's an opportunity just to feed St. Maximum and Almiron out wide and get up the pitch. Um, the difference between Bruce and Benitez is that it kind of feels like that's the only that's the only um, way that Bruce can go about it. Whereas there was a real identity to the way Benitez was doing things, and he got unfairly criticised for his approach to these games when actually in the second half of the last season Newcastle had games against Huddersfield, Cardiff, uh, Burnley, crucial games at the bottom of the league and he, and the way he managed those games got Newcastle over the line and, and secured a 13th place finish in the end. In terms of this game, as I say, it'll just be sitting deep, it'll just be playing, uh, trying to get the ball to St Maximum, trying to get the ball to Almiron and seeing, seeing what they can do. Um, and they'll definitely cause problems. Um, they are definitely the 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 way you know key to the way 
um, Newcastle play, particularly Alex and Maximin. When he doesn't play Newcastle's, I think I think off the top of my head, I think they've only won one game this season without St. Maxman in the team. Uh, when and he's been injured quite a lot, which which says quite a lot about the way Newcastle are. Um, but in but I, I can't see um, I, I can't see them being proactive. It's just going to be reacting to what Arsenal do and and, and going from there. To be honest. How is you know so Maximan is a player that has has caught the eye. Um, his style is very appealing to those, particularly the neutrals. You know, very direct, very exciting. How impressed have you been with him? And is he somebody that you know could pose a potential threat? If of course he is available, I'm not even sure if he's available. He's there, he's, he should be fit. Um, yeah, he's he's brilliant. I, um, you know, he he's exciting in that he gets Newcastle at the pitch. As I said, um, he doesn't know what he's going to do and sometimes it can be frustrating, but um, there's so much to admire about him as a, as a person, as a, as a player that, that he's really attached himself. to. he's the kind of per- person and player Newcastle fans love and they've, he's really, you know, attached himself to them. Uh, I'm more impressed with Almiron personally, because um, you know what you're going to get from him in that he is going to be a threat. He's going to run all day. He's going to run backwards as well. Um, so the the two of them really complement each other. They just haven't um, managed to to convert that threat into into goals, but they do they do pose problems for teams. And um, and I'm sure that you know if Newcastle can stretch Arsenal, they can get in behind, especially on the counter attack. There's going to be opportunities, but putting those opportunities away is going to be a, a huge issue. There's only 24 goals this season uh, across the entire team, and that's that's been the 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 real reason why. Um, although it's been a good season on, on, on points tally, the seven points uh, difference in the relegation zone, they are not pushing further in the top half. Yeah, agreed. And you mentioned some Maximan sort of character as well. And it's something that I've noticed as well. Just following him on social media is a joy. You know, the things he comes out yeah. with, he's, he's hilarious. He's, he's, yeah, a he's, 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 he's particularly, um, particularly good on Twitter, yeah. He is indeed. Now, Harry, I'm just going to share the screen with those who are watching us live on YouTube. If you're not, if you're listening via the audio, don't worry, um, because we're not going to leave any stone unturned. But we're just going to have a look at um, the records uh, between these two sides. Uh, we're going to look at some of the recent fixtures, uh, just going by the stats o- over at PremierLeague.com. And we're going to look at the uh, the facts heading into this one. So just having a, a brief look, Arsenal and Newcastle United have met 49 times in the Premier League. The Gunners have won 29 of those, with Newcastle winning 10. Uh, there's also been 10 draws between the two sides. Now, the recent meetings, uh, the last one was, of course, uh, earlier on in the season at St. James's Park. I think it was the second game of the season, wasn't it? Opening day, yeah, you're right. It yeah. was Burnley the second day. Um, this was the opening day of the season, of course, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's goal was the difference that day. Um, so that's the most, obviously, recent game. Last season, again, Arsenal managed to do the double over Newcastle, a 2-0 win at the Emirates. I think Ramsey and Lacazette scored that day, if I'm not mistaken. Newcastle uh, won Arsenal 2 at St. James's Park. Season before that, Newcastle uh, beat Arsenal uh, at St. James's Park and uh, we won 1-0 at the Emirates. Now, looking at the form guides of the two sides going into this one, both have just one win in their last six. Arsenal's uh, is made up of another five draws. Newcastle United have lost the game. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, Harry, they've they've remained unbeaten in their last four. Now, looking at the season so far, quick comparison, Arsenal currently in 10th, um, Newcastle in 12th. 
Um, Arsenal have won six games. Newcastle have won eight. They've won more games than Arsenal this season, which is an interesting statistic. Um, but they've lost 10 and Arsenal have lost just six draws have been a real problem for Arsenal, a real frustration. Um, so that's something that we need to put right ASAP. Newcastle have kept more clean sheets than Arsenal, which again makes interesting reading. On average, the Gunners make 1.12 chances uh, per match. Newcastle 0.96. I'm not sure about this statistic because it's, you know, chances per match. What do you class as a chance? It's a little bit of a, a strange one, that. Um, just looking at the top player statistics, so in terms of goals, uh, it's Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang leading the way by quite some distance. 14 goals in the league this season. Lacazette and John Joe Shelby. Interesting. John Joe Shelby um, on five. Uh, Harry, a, a word on John Joe Shelby. Uh, you know, is is he injured now? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, he's not going to play uh, this, this weekend, which is um, a pity because, as I say, he's been he's been in good goal scoring form, and he had a purple patch between November and December, which was when Newcastle picked up a lot of these um, a, a lot of these results: Southampton at home, Sheffield United away, um, Manchester City at home. A point there, so that they're three three there's seven points there. That if they went into those games now, you would you wouldn't think that they would get those those points uh, again. And that just sort of shows you what I mean about Newcastle season. You were reading those stats and I'm shaking my head because the stats, um, you know, they don't back up what I'm watching. And it's and and it, it really is quite puzzling to to constantly watch this and think it's, the, the luck is going to run out eventually. And it just hasn't. And uh, as I mentioned before, that's in part to do with Bruce, in part to do with um, the, the team's spirit and, and togetherness and, and, and ability to fight and, a little bit of quality when it's needed, but a lot of those goals that that you know I mentioned, twenty-four goals. Shelby stopped scoring on five, but a lot of them have come from defenders. Which is, in one way, you can say that goals are being spread across the pitch. But if they're coming from defenders instead of attackers, then the suggestion is eventually that 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 that, that can't carry on, and uh, that there will be trouble at some at some point. Agreed. Agreed. Some great points there, Harry. Again, uh, let me just quickly run through my Arsenal starting 11 um, and then I'm going to come to you again, Harry, for a prediction and then we're going to wrap it up there. Um, just looking at the uh, formation screen, you know, I'm guessing that this is the formation Arsenal going to go with. It's what they've been going with under Mikel Arteta. Um, we've seen some variations to it. We've seen the fullback, for example, bombing on and at Granite Xhaka more often than not slipping into that left back position when Arsenal are in possession. That is something that's been very prominent in the last few weeks, um, you know, and, and something that's helped Arsenal to create an overload on that flank at times. But starting with the goalkeeper, it's going to be Bernd Leno in goal um, at right back. Again, it's a no brainer. Hector Bellerin, who's been in impressive form since he's returned uh, to the side. We expect Shkodran Mustafi to continue. I think he's been really good um, of late. Apart from that mistake at Chelsea, um, which fortunately we were able to recover from, he's been very, very solid. And he, even in that particular game after the mistake, you know, he could have crumbled, but he held his own. And he had Granit Xhaka as a partner at centre-back as well after that red card. And he done very, very well there. So for me, he's got to continue uh, in the side, contrary to public opinion. I'm sure there'll be some comments in regards to that. Um, he'll be alongside David Lewis. We heard today that Pablo Marie is not quite ready to join in with the squad uh, for a match day. He could be fit to face Olympiacos uh, next Thursday. But at this point, um, he's not available. So that's what we're going with. Um, 
I think that although Sarah Kalasinacha's returned to fitness and I think he's done pretty well of late as well, um, Bukayo Saka has just been too good to drop for me. Um, he's got he's getting forward, he's providing us that width, he's making that overlap that I, that I spoke about already. So for me, Saka continues at left back in the heart of the midfield again for me. It's pretty simple. It's got to be Lucas Torreira and Granit Xhaka. Um, both have had their criticisms over the last few months or so. Um, at times, Torreira's under Unai Emery for maybe playing him in the wrong position. Xhaka, you know, the whole incident with Xhaka, we all know about that. Sick of talking about it, to be honest. But for me, he's really come back into the side and, and stamped his authority on that midfield and deserves to play. As a result, again, this is going to be contrary to public opinion, but we're at home against that. And I don't want to say a lesser side because Newcastle aren't really a lesser side when you look at the way this season has gone. But what I want, I'm trying to say, and I, I mean this in the most respectful way, is that a side that are going to come and try and sit deep and soak up pressure. I think it means that Mesut Ozil uh, should play in that role. And I think he will play in that role. In terms of up front, uh, we know that Reese Nelson's back. We know that Aubameyang's available. We know that Nicola Pepe is available too. For me, Alexander Lacazette has to come out of the side. He's not been good enough of late, which means Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang will go up front for me. Um, Gabriel Martinelli will get the nod for me on the left-hand side. Another one who's been sensational. And his partnership with Bukayo Saka has really developed over the last few weeks. Uh, so he will stay on the left for me. And then Nicola Pepe on the right, which means no place for Alexander Lacazette. Now, there will be some of you who, of course, will be arguing that Danny Ceballos should come in uh, for Mesut Ozil. And there'll be lots of different opinions Leave them in the comments. We were always interested to hear what you guys have to say as well. So please, please do uh, get involved. That's my team. Harry, over to you again in terms of your prediction uh, for Sunday's game. 4.30 kickoff, which is an ideal. I hate that time. It's, it's the worst time. It just takes up your whole Sunday. Um, but yeah, so Sunday's game, 4.30 p.m. kickoff. Arsenal versus Newcastle United. How do you see this one going? I can't see Newcastle getting anything out of it, but I've said that so many times this season and been uh, and been proven wrong. Um, but I, I just don't see it. I think as you as we mentioned before, while Newcastle are um, struggling to to perform in the way that their results are are backing them up in a sense, Arsenal are, are playing better than their results are suggesting. So I think this is one where where everything will straighten out a little bit. Arsenal will probably. Uh, win it fairly comfortably and I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if it's a, a win to nil to be honest and with Aubameyang up front in the form he's in Newcastle are fairly good uh, defensively but also have errors in there as well that they've made over recent weeks um, and I, I, I can't see anything other than a, a pretty standard maybe 2-0 two, two maybe 3-0 three 3-1 three something like that uh, Arsenal victory I hope you're right, Harry. <laughs> I really do. Um, from my perspective, I think it's going to be a difficult game. I think Newcastle uh, have shown that when they want to be, they can be extremely stubborn, extremely difficult to break down. Uh, we've seen by the fact that they've kept more clean sheets than us, um, which is an interesting statistic. I think that Arsenal will get the breakthrough. I think Arsenal will break Newcastle United down eventually. But it's about keeping that concentration at the back. And under Mikel Arteta, generally, we've conceded less opportunities uh, to our opponents. But unfortunately, we've been a little bit unlucky, I would say. We've suffered some sucker punches at the end of games, late on in games, and we've not been able to then pick it up again to recover. So from my perspective, I think Arsenal will win. I'm pretty confident that Arsenal 
will come away with three points. And this is the start of a really interesting run for Arsenal because there are some very winnable games coming up. Um, we've got the, the Newcastle game followed by a trip to Greece where we'll take on Olympiacos, where I think the avoiding defeat is essential. That'll be a very, very difficult game. And I'll be out in Athens covering that game. So I'll be bringing you some videos directly from Athens. So stay tuned, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification button. That way you'll never miss uh, any of those uploads. Then, of course, it's back at the Emirates for Everton at home and then the second leg against Olympiacos uh, at home. So there's a, a run of games in which Arsenal are capable of winning and Arsenal can pick up some momentum, some much needed momentum. Um, so fingers crossed we get over the line and we get it done. Uh, my huge thanks uh, to Harry De Cosimo once again uh, for joining us, our Chronicles of the Guna resident uh, Newcastle United fan. Um, let us know how people can follow your excellent work because Harry is a very well-respected football writer. Um, so Harry, how can people keep up to date with what you're doing uh, and follow your brilliant work? Yeah, just uh, follow me on Twitter at Harry DeCosmo. That's where you'll find everything. I post all of my articles uh, for the various different people I work for on there. So um, just follow me on there, I guess. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. My thank you once again to all of you guys for tuning in, whether it's via YouTube, whether it's via the audio. If you're listening on iTunes, please, please do leave us a review. And if it's YouTube, hit that subscribe, hit that like button if you haven't already. We'll be back very, very soon with more. Until then, take care.